Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Yuba Vine. You're listening to the Feedback Podcast. What up, everybody? It's back with the Feedback Podcast. And in this episode, I sit down with Austin Zone Zeely. And we talk about how he got into hip-hop, his background as a freestyler, and then moving to doing rap battles all over the place, then becoming a recording artist, we talk about his music, we talk about being an MC, and he also had a lot of stories to tell. Uh, stories about Talib Kweli, about Questlove, about meeting L.A. Reid, and make sure you stay tuned till the end of the show because he does a little something for us. Uh, the man's great. Always, always fun to talk to, and I could talk to him for hours. All right, let's go. And we're live. My name is Back. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. And today, I got the honor to talk to one of Austin's natives, legend. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Zeely. Yeah, yeah, sound the trumpets. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Just kicking it. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming, man. I know you're busy. You're yeah. writing, you're recording, doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, no, so, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate th- it. Yeah, Chilling. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, so, just like I said, you're born and raised here in Austin? Yeah, man. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Brackenbridge, what up? Throw it up to the nurses. Uh, <laughs> There's not a lot of us, man, but yeah, I was born and raised here. Nice, nice. And uh, so, how did you, how did you get into hip hop? Man, I mean, I listened to music, specifically hip hop, at a young age from my uncle. So my uncle would bump like N.W.A. Really? And a bunch of shit that I should not be listening to. How old were when you? I was a kid, man. I was probably eight, nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And moms would catch me listening to the music, and start yelling at my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you go to his house and then you just yeah listen. he lived in San Antonio so every time every holiday man I was like oh I can't wait to go to, go ride in my uncle's car we jump in there woofers banging fucking NWA MC Ren Ice Cube all that shit man. so that was that was your introduction pretty that much? that was my introduction man yeah oh. in a in a orange Chevrolet with a system the size of fucking King Kong <laughs> so what 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 were your parents listening to uh, my parents listened to a lot of like jazz or soul or r&b like my mom loved i'll be sure i don't know if you remember i'll yes, be sure i know i'll be sure i just remember he had a pale ass face on a record cover and my mom would be like it's time for y'all to go to y'all's room <laughs> <laughs> and she'd throw on i'll be sure and dance around the living room and shit so uh so you you were surrounded by music growing up pretty much oh yeah yeah but your introduction was nwa to hip-hop yeah yeah it was through my uncle man absolutely and then you got got into what the, more of the East Coast stuff or how did, uh, how did that well work? the funny so my parents are divorced and I think to spite my mom my dad would give me like Tupac and Snoop Dogg albums mm-hmm. so <laughs> so my dad's like a huge Tupac fan and uh, so I would listen to all those records listen to all the Snoop Dogg records and then I really got into Wu Tang Wu Tang was probably the first hip hop group that I like selected myself I was like yo this shit is dope what is Thank this you. yeah oh, I love Wu Tang forever ever forever Wu Tang. But so, but it, but being in Austin, would you yeah. exposed to all the local stuff that was out? Nah, man, because I think the local stuff around. I, honestly, when I was a kid, I don't think there was any local hip hop at the time. Uh-huh. I mean, I really feel like all that started with Vu and T Double and all those cats. You know, were you? Uh, do you remember um, Hip Hop Hum Day? Were you part of that? Barely. Like I really got like for me, I started out break dancing before anything else. Oh, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's what dude. I used to kill it. For, I still kill it. Don't make me kill it. I want to see that someday. <laughs> Next time you're on stage, I'm going to call you out, out of the crowd. Say, sick come on. Sickest baby windmill. windmills in South Austin right here, dog. Really? I had, my own, I had to own my own crew, SBC or SCB, South City Breakers. Really? Yeah, dog. What was you your, check you, yourself. Your man. thing was what? What, what was, I was, what was, I was power, power moves. moves? I was all power moves. I mean, I do flares. windmills, flares, baby windmills, uprises, all the OG shit. Damn, I had no idea. Yeah. I used to dance with Romeo Navarro. Oh, yeah, Romeo. Runs course, B-Boy yeah. City. I used to dance with Santos back in the day. Gabe Blitz back in the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, all those fools, we all grew up dancing together. So what made you uh, grab a mic? Or just well, there, start, start, you know, getting into rapping and stuff? Well, we would go to all these battles, and one of the crews was called, like, Alien Squad. 
and Alien Squad, I think it was Alien Squad, had this fool named Spook. Mm-hmm. And Spook was this tall ass black dude with like blonde dreads or some shit. And so these fools would b-boy battle and he would MC over it, right? Uh-huh. So this club now, I think it's like LaBear's or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it used to be a different club. It used to be a dance club. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go in battle and this fool's always rhyming. So I just started rhyming, you know what I mean? I just I was like, somebody has to represent the click on this, you know, degree, on this caliber. So I started rhyming, you know? You're rhyming like shit what? this was like blue this was middle true, school crew like yeah all simple shit yeah 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 very simple shit <laughs> my name's elite i'm about to say wait you already had the name you already had the name <laughs> no i didn't have the name so what was your b-boy name do you remember uh kid k-y-d-d oh so when did how did zilly come about zilly came about later on in high school like when i started doing music you know what i mean or when i started when i started fucking with the idea of doing music but mm-hmm. here's the whole thing dude all my homies that know me, y'all niggas know me, <laughs> know that I'm a smart ass. And uh, so in high school, I'd always just kind of, like, I'd have mad nicknames for people. I mean, we even had little private clubs that, that I made up whole agendas and, and cultures around. But uh, but one of the things I would do is I'd take all my homies' last names and I'd put Illy on it. Like, my boy Nick Signs would be in Silly. Uh-huh. My boy Gabe Luna would be G Lily. So they call me V Zilly. You know what Uh-oh. I'm saying? Real simple. And uh, when I went to my first battle ever... Uh, the dude that was throwing the battle was right outside the high school. He was like, yo, Valen, you got to get in this battle. I'm like, all right, word. I'm like, put me down. I was like, put me down, boom. I write, I write down Valen. He's like, nah, fool, you can't write down your name. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you can't <laughs> put your real name. nickname, man. Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, I, will f- I don't know. He's like, Zilly, we're putting you in a Zilly. And I was like, all right, word. So it was Zilly from then on, you know. And at, at that point, I, was, I wasn't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But looking back, when I started thinking, yo, who do I want to brand myself as? Who do I want to be? Um, I was just like, you know, it's retarded for me to think of a name. I think that's just, it's a, it's a narcissistic exercise. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> hip hop, that's what rappers do. I know, dog, but who am I? I'm gonna be like MC Griddle Cakes, Flavor Flav, <laughs> Fabulous, One Thousand. You know what I mean? Fuck that, dude. It, it don't matter, but it can't be your real name. Yeah, exactly. So I, still, but so I went with Zilly. No, it works. I mean? It it's works. Based on my last name, you know, nickname, all that shit. It's good. It works. But, but so. You started just freestyling with your, um, you know, around around yeah. town. Well, I started divorce. freestyling with the homies, you know what I yeah. mean? Like my, my good buddy Nick, uh, a.k.a. In Silly. Uh, we, <laughs> we, his dad had this vintage Z-Rock uh, Camaro. And uh, and I don't know how, dude, but he's, his dad just kept this thing in the garage forever. It only had like 20,000 miles on it or something, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a fucking 80s 88 or something like that you know what i mean old school i don't even know if they make them that old but whatever uh-huh. let's just continue okay good, <laughs> uh so we'd run around that fool's whip we'd roll around and we'd just smoke and i would just freestyle and just have fun you know what i mean and these fools like damn you kind of you know it's kind of dope yeah and so i just kept freestyling more and more having fun having fun and then eventually led to that first battle which then led to other battles into the first battle that i ever met bavu at oh bavu blakes the legendary ba- bavu blakes yeah. yes so that how was that first battle? Mm-hmm. Like, did you win it? At least? Oh, niggas got served, fool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I won. Oh, really? Yeah, hell yeah, I won. I right. Served everybody. All right, all right. But I was already good at talking shit. That's all I did in high school. That is true. Whether you're all my homies that know me know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was talking shit. I was talking shit. <laughs> so okay, so you went through. Uh, so how did you get into the whole the local? Hip hop scene, I guess. Well, you met Bavu. I mean, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I met Bavu at, at the, the first big battle. I did was at UT, and I met Bavu there. Mm-hmm. I met my homie Nonsense there, who would later become my running mate for a while, and we'd do battles from here in Houston. Um, but really, battling was my first big introduction. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I would do that. I'd win, take home money, whatever, get a little notoriety. And I had this concept in my brain that I was like, "Yo, if I can target the top MCs." battle them then i'll just earn my respect right you know what i mean i don't have to work so hard i take the fast the shortcut to success yeah but how did you did, were you how do you practice like do you do you, did you looking up to like you know supernatural one of those guys or how did i practice how, battling pro- or freestyling both i mean freestyle you just yeah, uh, that's you, just annoying it, it right. became a language to me and it still is you know what i mean like I've, i i can i freestyle in my sleep shit now i write songs in my sleep you know what i mean like literally i, I i'm in a lucid dream i'll wake up and write <laughs> down 16 bars that i had in the dream uh-huh. but you know you just once you start playing with words that much it becomes second nature but uh 
for me, it was about watching other battles. So I watched a bunch of old Scribble Jam battles from Ohio. Okay. And I was like, yo, these are the fools that are on top. These are the these are the dudes that got fire. Uh-huh. I got to get like them. I got to get better. But I also had homies like Nonsense, who I mentioned I met at that Bavu Blake's battle. Right. Um, franchise. Yeah, franchise, And my other good homies. And so we would all just battle each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, four dudes... In a one-bedroom apartment, standing in the living room in a circle, just battling each other. Just talking, just talking shit. Just talking shit, yeah. That's how you get better. That's how you sharpen your sword. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, what we did. And then you entered the, the championship. Yeah, yeah. But Well, before the rap champ, World Rap Championship, I did Scribble Jam. Uh-huh. So Scribble Jam, you had to qualify. Right, Scribble Jam's in Ohio. They pick um, upwards of like a 1,000 or something best MCs across the country, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, you, you, you got to qualify. I qualified over in Phoenix. I served up. 15, 20 different dudes that were trying to get the spot I wanted. I got the spot. Mm-hmm. So I got into Scribble Jam. So I go out to Ohio, and uh, the fir- it's three days long. It's three days of battles, right? Mm-hmm. So they're weeding people out left and right. And I think it started, that one started with around 2,000 MCs. And it narrowed down to 200, and then it narrowed down to the final, uh, like, 20 MCs. Uh-huh. So I was one of the final 20, you know what I'm saying? I was nice. battling my ass off. And the dude that beat me... It's still sick as fuck. <laughs> One of the sickest albums he's ever. How, how did, how did I don't you? regret losing, losing to him. His name's Iron Solomon. Do you remember the line? Uh, how did he beat me? Well, he just started clowning. I mean, he just started talking about shit that had nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh. But, uh, but shit, what did I tell him? He was a short little dude. You know what I'm saying? With, with kind of like a, like a very long torso but short legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I remember I told him some line like, you know, he needed to give Danny DeVito his legs back. <laughs> I, t- I told him <laughs> I told him Iron Solomon, uh, his lips are swelled up from sucking dick, from swallowing all his college friends. Shit like that, dog. Because he was a little, he was like a battle rapper slash nerd. You know what I mean? He was in school. He had like a degree or two already. So then after that, so you, you didn't even place then. You got... Uh, um, I think I, I I got like eighth or ninth place or some shit. Which is not bad I mean? at two thousand. It's not bad, man. It's not it's bad. It's pretty good. I saw yeah. it. It's pretty good. So then, how'd you get into the world rap one? World rap championship. You had to be selected. Oh. So they picked, I guess, eight teams across the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was maybe less than that actually. The teams were Texas, uh, California, New York, Florida, Canada, the U.K., Australia. And one other place. But you got to get selected, and it's two-on-two MC battles. Once you get selected, Mm -hmm. then you have to go through 30 different MC battles. And if you win, then you get to go to the finals in New York. So you made it to that? Yeah, so my partner was franchise. It's two-on-two battles, acapella. First time I ever encountered an acapella battle in my life. You know what I'm saying? Everything's on beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most battles are with the DJ, right? So, So here we are talking shit in the middle of Houston. To a bunch of fools. <laughs> I think we actually we had prelims first. We beat the prelims, then we went to the the thirty battle, right? Right. Thirty battle was on top of this fucking tower in downtown Houston, and you got thugs of all color and caliber in this battle. You had, I mean, most of the MCs were straight up some Texas kids, and you had some like nerd out battle rap kids too. But yeah, me and friend battled through all of them. We won. And so we got the ticket to go to New York. Uh-huh. So we go to the New York battle, and now you're talking about the fucking number one team from every area across you know the globe. Mm-hmm. So it it was intense, right? It was mad intense. But here's the fucking thing, all right? Go ahead. And I'm gonna tell you this. Oh, well, I was saying confidence, but motherfuckers are listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go but ahead. This is the shift, and this is where I decided to stop battle rapping. This is the shift right here. Because question, so good. Okay, because at this battle, keep in mind, 50 grand was on the line. Mm-hmm. We were one of eight teams to make it, right? But every MC there, and it was known, had already written pages and pages and pages and pages uh, of punchlines, uh, right? Me, I wasn't about that. And I told Fran that. I was like, man, I'm not writing punchlines down. Like, I'll look at these dudes. I'll analyze them. I'll look at their videos and gather ideas and thoughts. But I'm not going to fucking write paragraphs for these fools. And that's not what it's about. Yeah, that's not what it's about. Well, that's, but it's, see, it's up for debate. Because now, every battle, every big battle you see, um, what's the shit? Like, own the dot or respect the dot or some shit. Some big, it's a big Canadian battle. There's a bunch of battles still that go on here. Mm-hmm. Um and they're huge battles, but they literally literally write the verses out. So you got three rounds, you write three one-minute verses, uh-huh. you remember them, and you perform them. 
That's what a battle is now. It used to be freestyle. Yeah, it used to be off the top. Right. So this was my turning point in battling. And a lot of people ask me, why the, why'd you stop battling? You're so dope and blah, blah, blah. Well, because I've, I battle for real. I freestyle off the top. I look at you. I analyze. I look at your weak spots, your punchlines, your crooked tooth, and I fuck you up. That's what I do. <laughs> MCs now are researching you on you know Facebook, Google, Twitter, everything. Get him just building shit around you. I mean, some some battles I've heard them drop like addresses and ex girlfriends' phone numbers and sh- you know, so they build this thing around you. Then they deliver something they've been working on for three months. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, uh, so it lost its luster to me, man. MC battling is not the same. So I stopped fucking with it. But that but that was the last battle I did. How'd you How'd you do? We lost to the first team, which is the UK team. Oh. Which went on to I th- I think it's second place or something. It's debatable. It's online. Me and Fran are pretty sure we won the shit. You can take a look online. Yeah, I posted on it. You guys, a lot of people agree that we should have won the shit. But whatever. Let me just say, the World Rap Championships was based out of the UK and founded from the UK, and we battled the UK team first. So, you know what I mean, what are you gonna do? Props, props. So when that happened, then you're like, okay, now I'm gonna go back and actually write and become a recording artist. Yeah, I mean, my my thought was, look. I want to have longevity. If I'm going to do something as crazy and insane as music, I'm going to I'm going to go for it all. I'm going to have longevity and I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to make whatever I want, whatever mm-hmm. style I want. I'm not going to be uh stuck in the borders, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuck in stuck in boundaries. So you come back to Austin and yep. what was the scene like? Uh I mean at that time me and Fran were getting a lot of love for battling, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. at that time me and Fran were doing a lot of shows together. Every show we did was Zilly and Franchise, yeah, you remember. know what I mean? Uh and it was great, you know what I mean? Like I, I learned a lot from him. He learned a lot from me. And what people don't understand is originally when the first shows I ever got put on mm-hmm. were from my boy Haps, who used to own a shop called ATX Records. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Haps, that's my brother. That's family. This fool has a record shop. He'd bring down different artists, a lot of like Eli and the Grouch, a lot of Living Legends, Ooh, Pigeon John, yes. a lot of the West Coast shit. And uh, and so we would do all these underground shows at Flamingo Cantina at the old emos when I was there. And I was just uh, I was just Haps' hype man at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had to earn my shit. I had to get better. And then and then it, then I had my own slot. And I would pair up with him. And it'd be Zilly or it'd be Haps and Zilly. Mm-hmm. So we do the shows together, right? And then Haps took off to L.A. and uh, and I just kind of became better at what I do. And I was just kind of on my own. Fran was a homie forever. Like I known this fool before he rapped. He's known me before I rapped. So, the, so the, go ahead. So Fran, me and Fran started working together. Um, and at that time, I met management who started managing me. Then it was my good friend Krishna, who's Gary Clark Jr.'s manager right now. Mm-hmm. So me, Krishna, Fran, all kind of linked up at the same time and started working and and developing and trying to create a movement here in Austin. So what year was that? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> 2001, two, uh, three. No, th- no, no, no. This is probably 2000. And, this is probably 2004. Okay. 2003, 2004, something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the fact that you, you you've been battling and freestyling for so long, right? It made the writing process pretty easy. You just got to no, the- fuck no. It didn't. No, not at all. Also, because battle rapping is completely different. You have two different switches on in your brain, and if you want to be a good writer, uh-huh. you got to turn off the battle rapping brain completely. The only thing battle rapping did for me in terms of writing mm-hmm. or in, ter- in terms of being an artist was gave me confidence to fucking say anything and do anything on stage. Not scared to say what I feel. Right. Not scared to get embarrassed or, or served up on stage. Like it gave me the confidence to know I can rock a show. And if anybody has an issue, I can bring them on stage and fuck them up. <laughs> so you were doing both when you were performing? Yeah, I mean, every now and then you'd have a heckler, dog, and you know oh, what I mean? Oh, so you bring that heckler up and you serve his ass and send him back to the people. To get a battle mentality. Tar and feather him, dog. Peace. So how did you differentiate yourself from all the other uh, local uh, I think, rappers here? Uh, for me, my, my sound already differentiated me because I was fucking with samples from Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was messing with samples from Radiohead. I was doing shit that... I would listen to because when I was a kid, that's the music I would hear because not only was my uncle and my parents like influence on me, but my sister was a major influence on my music Oh, and what I listened to. And she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she got it. She got in, She got you into Radiohead and all of that. She got me into like Velvet Underground and Weezer and, oh, okay. uh, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, the, just a bunch of like 
old school shit, you know, Cake, uh, Portishead, Nirvana, um, Courtney Love, all that stuff was all from my sister. That's what she listened to. You know what I mean? My sister was so crazy. One of her birthdays, fool, I bought her a miniature coffin, and she fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so do you, do you consider yourself a rapper or more of a... I mean, I I, I hate term, terms, right? Yeah, I know. I hate that's, definitions. Why I, that's why I asked that question. Yeah, I consider myself uh, an, an artist, or if it has to be classified an MC, or in hip-hop, then I say an MC. Okay. We'll get, we'll get to that a little later. Yeah. So what, what what was the show you think that really put you on the map here? Uh, I think Austin? this show that proved to people that I was really really trying to be an artist and really had something going mm-hmm. was uh, was a tour actually with KRS One. It was a three city tour in Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah. So my good homie Chris Chris Proper put me on that tour. Yeah. Shout um, out Proper Entertainment. Yep, that's the homie. And uh, and so we did Dal- I think we did Dallas, Houston, and Austin. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was great, man. It was crazy. It was sick. It was a great tour. Um, got a lot of love. Took Slice out on that tour. Uh, one of the things in Houston uh, was that the DJ, Karis One, got pissed at his DJ. Mm-hmm. And so he either kicked him off or fired him or some shit. And this is just when I brought Callen out for the first time, brought Slice out. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and Karis One was like, yo, I got rid of my DJ. Can you DJ? And Slice was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but he did. Slice DJed for him, and he held it down, and Karis One gave him props during the show. He was like, yeah, that white boy's dope. <laughs> so, that, so that was it after that? Yeah, like- yeah. after that, people kind of, kind of really understood that this was something that shifted from battling to, uh, to an art. But you were, So you were out of town a lot, you know, recording on tour and yeah. all that. And as you came back to Austin, do you think the was the scene changing a whole lot, or do you think it was? Uh... I think the scene is exactly the same as it's always been. And when I say that, and when I say the scene, I mean the percentage of what is hip hop, what is rock, what is country, what is folk, mm-hmm. what is except. The only thing that's changed is EDM has infiltrated us all like cockroaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you still you still mess with that anyway. Well, I still mess with it a little bit, you know. What I'm saying yeah. got to. So, but go ahead. Uh, but but in terms of um, the scene, no, it has not changed in terms of numbers. In terms of in terms of quality, um, I think there's a lot of dope artists right now that are from Austin, clawing and reaching for careers. And I think um, there's some good people that should be on a bigger platform for sure. You know what I mean? LNS crew, yep. those are the homies. Kid Jones kills it. Um, Corey kills it. You know what I mean? Um, Crew 5-4. Yeah, Crew 5-4. Always sick, you know what I mean? Um, subculture Patriots, Franchise, obviously. So there's a lot of people here, and I hate to to term anything local um, because my definition of local is, hey, nigga, we just live here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I think their talent and and uh, and others stretches far beyond, you know, a, a perimeter boundary. So I, I got a question from... Uh uh, oh, in the league of extraordinary G's, I got to holler those. Oh yeah, those guys. The league. <laughs> um, that question from uh, Ben D. I don't know if you know Benjamin Durham. Yeah, I know Ben. Yeah, he had a question. He's, he's asking. Uh, so, did your college education help you in your writing style in in your uh, marketing technique? I hope so, because it did not help the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Real talk. Obama, uh, help me out, Obama. Help a brother out. Black on black crime right now. Look. <laughs> so uh, how did you uh no let's get it let's get into the the, the MC part because I yeah. think this is what you yeah. you're one of the honestly you're one of the best that I've seen out there. Thank you. So give me I just made back blush. He's black too, he's dark. No. Nah. <laughs> Can't his, tell. He's opposite blush. His cheeks get darker. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna battle rap me. I ain't got nothing. Uh, <laughs> so well, give me, give me your uh, your definition. I asked that same question to Rise Against yeah. the Storm. I want your definition of uh, of an MC. Well, first of all, it's an acronym, Master of Ceremonies. Right. So what does that mean? Well, that means that you can control any crowd, any place, any time, any demographic, mm-hmm. and do it with style. You know what I mean? So to be an MC encompasses in the hip-hop world it encompasses being able to rap in my opinion right to be able to be a writer it encompasses being able to freestyle really yes absolutely and it encompasses being able to control the crowd those are the three things that if you were to ask me what is what should an mc have those are the three most important points just getting on the mic going put your hands in the air waving like i just don't care to do it it's not the way to do it because here's the thing you have to like i said the, the ability to write 
you can I, I believe you should be able to call yourself an MC because that's kind of a that is a hard skill to master. Mm-hmm. And all of the artists in the past, all the rappers in the past, all called themselves MCs, right. KRS One, etc. And they right. mastered the craft of writing. Um, in terms of freestyle, I think you have to have the ability, whether it's rhyming in a freestyle or improving, mm-hmm. talking to the crowd, engaging the crowd, that brings them in. You got to suck these people in. You know what I mean? They got to. You should be able to walk in a room where everybody's turned around, not looking at the stage. Don't give a fuck. You should be able to walk up there and command that presence and engage them. So immediately they want to know everything you're saying and they're hanging off of every word that you that you speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then crowd control. You know, yes, hell yeah, you better be able to hype the crowd up. You better be able to calm the crowd down as well. There's those dynamics, you know what I'm saying? And it is very important to be able to find the pockets of time. With You, you have to find the pockets with the DJ. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whoever's controlling the music, if you're with the DJ and you're emceeing, you need to know... You need to be familiar with your shit, with your craft, with the music and the DJ to be like, oh, this fool's about to drop right here in 30 seconds. Here's my time to talk. Boom. And then you talk, you drop your line. Boom. The next, you know, the, the first beat on the next song hits. Same, know, that, same thing with a band. Same thing with a band. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, the greatest thing about playing with the band is that you have other creative talent on stage with you that will help drive your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have an, a, a drummer that can kill it at any time and just drop a sick ass drum solo or improvise. You have a keyboard player that can just go off and kill it on a solo or create new melodies or new uh, new musical patterns as we're playing live. Mm-hmm. And then you, as the MC, get to respond to that. The, I think the best thing that any live performer can ever do is, excuse me, is be reactive. Be reactive to the crowd. Be reactive to the music. Because that means it's happening right there in the moment. And that's what people go to shows for, for that magic moment, for that off-the-cuff thing that was not planned or rehearsed to happen. So you got to be aware of everything that's going around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's... So quit drinking, nigga. Don't drink that much. <laughs> that's, what, that's what my little inside voice tells me. Well, that, that, <laughs> ans- that answers uh, um, Dick's question that was about, like, how... Basically explaining how... Uh, an MC can just walk into a, a party right. or a, a, a show. And just take that shit over. And, yeah, exactly. So listen out there. You can't just walk on stage and nah. start yelling commands to the crowd. Because I, I saw that during South by Southwest, and it was it was pretty Yeah, and one, one note to any aspiring MC or host, the first thing you should do is ask a question. How are y'all doing? Is everybody y'all right? Is everyone having a good time? <laughs> Do you have a drink in your hand? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ask a question. Introduce yourself, goddammit. <laughs> I've, I've seen some pretty, pretty, pretty bad ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> let's let's talk about actually that's a great segue because I wanna I wanna I, I want you to tell what happened with AWOL Nation yeah. a few years back. Absolutely. So so the band that I'm most affiliated with uh, and proud to be is AWOL Nation, um, a, you know, a big alternative modern rock band who is now since gone four times platinum on their single sale, which is oh. pretty awesome. Yes. Um, so these guys, when they first came to town, um, they played for 101X. They did a show at the parish. I was asked to open up. I came to open up the show, did my job. At the end of my show, they went up to play. Second song in, kick drum broke. Okay. Kick drum broke, which means show's done because you don't hear any more do, do, do. All you're hearing yeah, is yeah. snare, hi hats, and, and, and uh, whatever, you know, not, not the kick. So these fools all walk off stage, and my manager and my homegirl, my friends at the time, were like, yo, you need to go back there and get them in freestyle. You need to go fucking save this shit. And I'm like, eh, they, they know, knew They knew that you could do that? Oh, yeah. They, just... I mean, all the homies know. You know, okay. These are all my homies. Okay. You know? These are all people here in Austin. Like, you need to go up there and freestyle. So I ran to the back, and I was like, fuck, I don't know these fools that well. I mean, I just kind of met them. And I was like, hey, Aaron Bruno, who's the lead singer. I was like, hey, man, look, I know you don't know me, but I freestyle all the time. Uh, I have a crew I used to work with called Boombox. That's all we did. So if you guys can drop a bass line, maybe give me a little patterns on a snare and a guitar riff, I'll just freestyle and we'll keep it moving while y'all replace the drum. And they all looked at each other like, fuck it. Yeah, go on. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So we go up, man, and this ends up turning into an eight-minute freestyle on stage. And the coolest part is uh, at the end of it, as I was freestyling about 
the drum breaking. Mm-hmm. I turned around and saw the drum. So then I ended it with like, here comes the drum, the drum, the drum. And as soon as I said that, homie fucking had it clicked in. Boom, boom, kick comes back in. Party's going, dog. This is like this, this is all online, so it's all on YouTube still, yeah. man. So I'll, people can I'll see have it. I have the video. I have the video on the post, man. That that's just yeah. She was it, crazy. What a way to meet somebody. You know what I mean? What what a way to meet somebody that's gonna further your career in the future. You know what I mean? Which they did. Right. Wow. Yeah, shit was crazy, man. <laughs> that's nuts. But so thank God I didn't after, have too much Jameson that night. I was ready. <laughs> yeah. That. So it it was it was dead for a few for a couple of minutes. People it was dead just for like, like two or three minutes, and these people were just milling around, kind of staring at each other like zombies. Keep in mind, AWOL Nation wasn't the name they were um, presently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They were just like, oh, we know this song sell. That's the only song we know from this band, mm-hmm. and we haven't heard it yet. We just heard one song in the drum broke. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was that kind of scenario. Um, yeah, man, I went up and black superheroed that shit. <laughs> Save the day. <laughs> Save the day. <laughs> so who did you? So you work with KRS One. Yep. You work with. I saw you. I remember when you hosted the. You work with Quest Love. Yeah, Quest Love. Yep. The Roots. Yep. So how did you? How did how did that happen? First of all, that shit was crazy. <laughs> okay, he's a legend. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows Quest Love. And his brain is like an encyclopedia of music. Like, this fucking dude not only knows what song was hot at what time, but he knows, did it get printed on a 45 or a regular vinyl? Who was distributing it? Where he was when he heard the song? I mean, this dude has a history um, unlike anybody else I've ever met. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, uh, And so on the way to meet him in New York, I was reading his book. I was reading his book. I said, man, this fucking ain't catch me slipping. So, so wait, so how did you get that? Was it a Okay, well yeah, let me let me rewind. The reason I got that is because I was hosting as an MC um for Absolute Vodka. Absolute Vodka had a campaign running around the country um where basically they were throwing parties that was a mixture of music, art, and uh mixology, which is drinks, mm-hmm. right? So we did these parties in Austin, Miami, we did it in Seattle, we did it in New York, um, we did it in Philadelphia, and uh the one with Questlove was the one in New York. Uh-huh. And that was crazy because it was him and Santi Gold. Oh, yeah. So it was, oh, it was nice. Um, but here's the thing. As I host all these parties, the DJs that are there are stuck with me in a 30-foot tower off the ground that's probably about 15 by 15 feet. So it's literally two turntables, a monitor, a mic, Quest Love, me, all squished up in this fucking tower mm-hmm. for three to four hours. So it got real intimate. <laughs> and I was just nervous, man. I was nervous the whole time. So I was like, man, I don't want to mess up in front of Quest. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to look bad. And uh, and I just kept doing my job. I kept, you know, again, filling out those spaces in time. Oh, I should talk here. Oh, I should shut up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should tag this here. But at the same time, to keep in mind, this is next level shit. So I had an earpiece on from the coordinators of the event who would tell me, drop the hashtag. Uh, send everybody over to to this installation. Uh, shoot out this right now. Make sure they do the Instagram photo. Blah blah. So That's I had a to. Lot. That's oh yeah, a lot to absolutely, one, absolutely. Once. But you know what I mean. You gotta you you just you gotta pace yourself and and that's the that's the difference like I said between an MC and a fucking schmuck trying to jump on the mic. You know yeah. what I mean. You gotta be aware of everything. You gotta be cognizant of everything. Um. So, anyhow, man, that that shit was crazy in New York. There was like seven thousand people. It was nuts. Uh, at the end of my part, Questlove looked over at me. He was like, yo, you're a dope-ass MC. Gave me a handshake and a hug. And I was like, yo, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> he didn't, give you, he didn't, he didn't like, give you any like directions, nah, the rundown, I, nothing? No, I was just work. got all hopped on it. And, yeah. yeah. Wow. He was laughing. He, I mean, he was up there laughing and dancing and shit with me. Anytime I, you know, I crack a little joke, whatever, on the mic, you know, he was, he was vibing with it. And afterwards, the people that booked it were like, yo, he never gives anybody compliments. Like, if he gave you a compliment, he he really, really fucking liked you. I was like, word. Dude, that's high up on the resume. Yeah. Man. Tell that nigga to give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who are who are some of the uh people you looked up to uh that you got to you got to work with? Yeah. I know I know you were a big fan of Quali. Big Talk fan of Quali, yeah. And then and then <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Talib Kweli, one of my number one inspirations, as well as most Def, as well as uh, Young J to Old J, all the way. You know what I mean? Um, but Kweli was one of the literally, you know, uh, a black star. Yeah. You know what I'm saying most Def Kweli. That's one. That's still one of my top five albums. Okay, uh-huh. Reflection Eternal. Yes, it's my top ten albums. Okay, I love Kweli. Um, 
But, you know, there's this thing, there's a saying, don't ever meet your idols. And I completely fucking agree with it. <laughs> Here's why. I, I, I Tell the story. Tell the story. Okay, I met Kwali probably three different times. First time, it was just like, what up? Second time, it was on this double-decker bus during South By. I kicked the freestyle. His wife DJed. Uh-huh. And and uh, and he was loving it the whole time, vibing, chilling. And then we did a show. We kicked it at the show. We got hype. It was all good. And, uh, and then this past year, he was on tour with Macklemore. Came through, my buddy Proper, Chris Proper, booked him mm-hmm. uh, to do a DJ set. Not to perform, but to do a DJ set at Holy Mountain. Props to Holy Mountain, by the way, always holding it down. And uh, and so I guess he assumed that I was not only the host and the MC, but I was the help. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so him and his manager and his manager's manager, yeah. <laughs> you know, Angels, all these fools were like, yo, I need a drink. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. Oh, these fucking headphones broke. Find me some headphones. And me being a huge fan of quality was like, no problem. Whatever. I'm buying drinks on my own tab. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on my own dollar. I'm like, yo, fuck it. These are. Yeah, I'll get you whatever you want. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and uh, and then it got to a point where the audio messed up for a second and the monitor messed up i remember up. that yeah yeah and quality turned around and looked at me just pissed off like what the fuck's going on i'm like yo i don't know i'm just hosting homie like i'm not producing this event i don't know still i was like I'm, let me let me let me help quality out so i go figure it out blah, blah blah everything's fine everything's good again so getting towards the end of the night gary clark jr who's one of my good friends we grew up here in austin we've done music we work with the same people blah 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 um, Gary Clark has a Quali had Gary do a song with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Quali was at Gary's show earlier that night and I went to go hang out with Gary's manager, Krishna, again, my good homie who manages franchise and, and used to work with me. Um, we go uh to hang out there for a minute and then we come back to the venue. So me so I tell Chris and everybody, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just come back, we're hosting, we'll be there all night, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Gary and Chris come through. Gary walks up, he's standing behind Quali. Quali doesn't even see him at all. Doesn't even see him at all. But he's hyping it up. Yo, yo, this is a song I did with Gary Clark Jr. And I lean over to Quali in the ear. I'm like, yo, I'm like, that's that's a homie. He's right here behind you. I brought him over with Krishna. They're all here, blah, blah, blah. He just like kind of slides me out the way. He's like, oh, here's Gary. Here's Gary Clark. And I was like, oh, okay. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Still all good. Still a Quali fan till the death, right? And then <laughs> at the end of this. Yeah. And then finally. We're, we're going, we're, we're outside, the show is over. I have uh, Sonars, the clothing brand I work with from Denver. Love these dudes. Create, create or die is one of the slogans we push. And so I gave him a create or die shirt, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of give him a shirt. I'm like, yo, man, you know, so I'm a huge fan. You know, we, we hung out last time you we were here. I just want to give you the shirts, the clothing brand I work with. Boom. He's like, oh, okay. And then he just kind of turns away and keeps talking. Well, he's talking, uh, you know, he's talking to this girl. And he's just, he's just talking her up. I'm like, yo, like... <laughs> This is, you know, it's cool. I feel you, but I'm trying to like handle business with you, whatever, and just be, you know, to show you props. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, this girl's my girlfriend, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so whatever. He wasn't trying to handle her. It was nothing like yeah. that. I was just like, yo, nigga, I'm trying to talk to you, and you're just bullshitting right now. So, whatever. I'm like, all right, well, again, I'm like, still number one fan. It's the homie. Fuck it. Oh, the drop is going to be yeah. painful. So, here's the last <laughs> thing, dog. Here's the last draw. And I was like, man, fuck this, fool. <laughs> it's basically, we walk up to the intersection, which is near Plush. Okay, it's like 7th and what is Red that? Red River. Red River, okay. Dangerous intersection. Most dangerous intersection in Austin. Most people get hit, hit and runs. All that shit happens right the fuck there. Mm-hmm. So, this is 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, Quali's like, oh, we're going to go back to my bus, you know. And I'm with my buddy, Saman, who now works for Revolt, Diddy's, Diddy's Network. Diddy's Network, yeah. Um, so, it's me. Man, his homie, uh, my girl, and a few other people were like, Yeah, let's go chill for a minute. So we walk up, car shoots by. I put my hands in front of everybody and I go and I lean over to Kwali. I say, Hey, man, chill out. Um, I was like, Just be careful. This is the people, this is the intersection where most people get hit and fucked up here in Austin. And he fucking throws his arms up. He goes, I'm from Brooklyn. He just walks across the street, just with his hands in the air. And I'm like, man, fuck this fool. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing else I can do. Like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to try to kick it, try to keep it cool. And then at this point, it's just like, yo, you know. Too much. Yeah, it's just too much, man. It's just too much. And I don't, you know, maybe it was a different time for quality that at that moment in time, you know. Being on tour gone. with Macklemore is amazing, you know what I mean, and and uh, and so I'm sure that was a crazy tour, and so was he was just high on life. I don't know. Doesn't matter. He was definitely getting served up drinks all night. I don't know, but that just killed the image of Quali in my in my mind from what I know him as, which is this humble, intelligent, yeah. peaceful, um, you know, propagator of truth. 
straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still is, and he always will be. And I, I love Quali's music and always will. Uh, but I'm just saying, don't ever meet your idols. <laughs> Niggas, don't turn out like you want them to. <laughs> That's a dope story. I love it. I love it. So who, who else? Who else did you get to? Did you get to work with that? Well, I mean, I've, I've so I've worked with a lot of alternative, like rock heads. Which yeah, is a, that's why I, want, I wanted to ask yeah. you about that because um, I was listening to your last uh, the Sonar mixtape. Yep. Uh, that, that that just came out, and uh, it's not. I don't. I don't think of it as hip uh, hip hop mixtape, right? Right. Because it's all over the place. Yes, yeah, all over the all place. all over the place. I mean, there's some there's some uh, rock in it. Yep. There's some. Uh, I would not say EDM, but yep, yep. yeah, it is. So there's some more EDM house. In it. More yeah. house. Okay, sorry. Maybe <laughs> insult you, but uh, I, I, honestly, sometimes I put house in EDM. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same shit. <laughs> okay, thank you. So yeah, there's there's a lot of that. So um, how did that like transition happen from you know yeah. hip hop to okay now I'm more. I know that was your sister, like you said earlier. Right, right. But then you're like, okay, now I got to mess with all these other types of music. Right. Like, how did that happen? Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, necessity is the mother uh, of invention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you have to work with around you, the tools you have, the the colors that you use to paint a picture, that's what you work with. If you only got a blue, red, and yellow crown, then you're only going to be drawing pictures with blue, red, and yellow. Mm-hmm. Well, if you combine that, you get green maybe, right? Some shit, so don't I don't ask know. Me, purple, man. brown, nigga, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, um, you know, there's not a lot of hip hop producers in Austin. Period. There's, uh-huh. you know, not when I started out. Maybe now there's more variety for sure. Mm-hmm. But when I started doing music, there really wasn't. So you had to work with what you had and and who was willing to work with you. And you know, in Austin, there's a lot of people that play guitar. A lot of people that play drums. A lot of people that play bass. A lot of people that do keyboards, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big rock city, whether uh, anybody true. wants to acknowledge it or not. It I think is. most people are proud to, but it's a big rock city. And uh, so that combined with my influences of the alternative rock scene just kind of created the sound that I have. And I've never... You know, I've, I've I've never felt embarrassed about it. I represent my shit to the fullest. The first song I ever had play on the radio, which shouldn't have been played, nigga, should have got sued, me, but I didn't. Thank God, had a Pink Floyd sample, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that track was played on the radio station and rotated. People kept asking for it and got a lot of good buzz, and it was like, word, this shit is cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of told me, hey, it's it's all right, black boy. To rap on this it, it's okay. sample of Pink Floyd, you know what I mean, and uh, and so it was cool, man. And that was kind of my that was my thing, and it's always been I've very I've been very fringe, you know what I'm saying. I've always been right on that edge, mm-hmm. and if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Bottom line, think about that. Let it soak in. So my oh, hold, on, thing, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it in? Got it. All right. <laughs> so. So for me, man, it was about working with those elements and nurturing that and creating something while trying to maintain the balance of understanding, yes, I rap, yes, I am an MC, mm-hmm. but these are the sounds and these are the textures that I want to use in my sound. So how do you, what, what is your process when you... When I write? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the process is always different. It's never the same. I tell this to people who ask me that every single song I write is always written differently. Some are written on airplanes. Some are written while I'm half asleep. Some are written on a bus. Some are written in the studio. Some are written with music, before music. Some are written with music in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is different. You know, there really is no uh, steadfast technique that I have other than the playback technique, which for me is I record it, a rough copy, a demo, whatever. I yeah. play it back, and if I, don't, if I don't feel an emotional trigger on it, then I redo it all the time. You know what I mean? To me, it's all about relating, which it should be for everybody. Music is about relating. Yeah, exactly. Relating exactly. to yeah, people. Yeah. And if I don't feel those triggers that, you know, that little fucking nudge in your heart or, you know, that like ugh, that bad memory you don't remember, you know, or the ex-girlfriend you don't think about, some, something like that. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't pull that up inside of you, then I didn't do my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, another thing, another thing I noticed when I was listening to the mixtape is that, well, not only the, 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 the musicality of it changes a lot, yeah. but you're personas change too yeah absolutely in the sense that on some of them it's a more of a slow kind of okay i'm i'm talking about something right then you have the ones that are much faster and you just like rip yeah exactly yeah yeah absolutely think about what mc doesn't right Mm -hmm. eminem slim shading jay-z you got songs like girls 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 and then you got songs like new york 
right? Right. right. Or any any of his more recent ones. Or Kanye, you have uh, a, a song. What's the What's the last video he did? It's Bound. You got songs like Bound Two, or you have other shit where he's just where he's just ripping, or he's singing, or whatever. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. different elements to every person and every artist, and it's okay to portray all those sides. And for me, I think it's all been about exploration and experimenting, mm-hmm. and I have only to at this point finally found the sound that I want to create and be my signature sound. And it still has that variety in it, but it's definitely signature. So all the new shit I've been writing out in LA and a little bit in Atlanta and a little bit here is like, it's, it's the shit dog. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's full, on point. And you have full control over all of that. I have full control over it. Absolutely. And you're the one who goes, okay, for this song, this is, how I was feeling. Yes. So I'm looking for this type of sound. Right. So I need, I need me a, a drummer. I need me right. a DJ over here. I need this kind of sound. I need this type of synth. I need this. Ba- I need this muddy. I need this more analog. Mm-hmm. Um, all that shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that the, is good. Well, uh, you got it. That's a great place to be at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a great place to be at because then you can really start creating with with more sophistication. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You can really capture what the fuck you're trying to do. And uh, and yeah, the new sim. I, I think we're about thirty to thirty five songs in right now. My goal was a hundred. And to oh, pick yeah, the top yeah, 10. Of course, 100. Well, for straight up. You know, <laughs> round it off. Round it off, nigga, 100. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, we'll probably get to 50 or 60 songs, and then literally I'm pulling out the top 10, and that's it. All the other ones will vanish. They won't exist. Wait, so you want to have like an unreleased something? Nah. You don't do that? Nah, man. Best of the best. That's all I want to pull out. This, is my, this, is my, this will be my first full-length album to ever put out and ever release anywhere that's completely original and completely my blood sweat and pain you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh and i am extremely excited for people to hear it but at the same time i have to be reserved and hold it back and not let too much go and not let too many people know uh, what's cracking you know what i mean you're not gonna give me an exclusive i can't man <laughs> <laughs> but the goal i said it on my facebook earlier the te- the the hardest test for a, a song or a musician is the test of time mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to make things that will be classic will be timeless you know what i mean you should write a book, too. Shit, I don't know about that, dog. You should write a book, too. It's a long time, man. I mean, that's a little longer. Oh, come on. Man. Picture book? I'll do a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the microphone. Stay within the lines. <laughs> that's the, So what you got? Um, what you got? Uh, I mean, it's cracking. Yeah. You had a meeting with L.A. Reid. I had a meeting with L.A. Reid, man, that, at dude, Epic yeah, Records. Did you, did you piss your pants when you met, when you met him? Sweat like a mama? Man, I'll tell you what, dude. This was the most... Uh, intense and surreal moment I've ever had meeting another individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, bigger than Questlove. Bigger than Questlove, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, because this man might determine potentially uh, where things fall in the future for me, right? Mm-hmm. So we get the call um, before South by Southwest. They and, call you. Yes. Yeah. They found you and they yeah. called you. They heard it from my manager who his number one rule is don't play music for anybody. And then he played it for one of his best friends who was uh, A&R for Epic Records. My management's out in L.A. Yeah. Um, but he played it for his buddy who's also out there. And he loved it and he immediately shot it to the head of the label. Well, the head of the label is L.A. Reid. So they wanted to fly me out immediately, um, but we had South by Southwest. And so we told them the best thing you can ever tell anybody who's interested in your shit, no. That's what we told. <laughs> yeah, to no, say no to we can't come out. We got South by Southwest. Yeah, right. So, so he flies us out after South by. Obviously, you know that it changes things a little. So he flies us out after South by. You know, stoked, and I'm just like, man, like I don't know what it's gonna be like. I don't know what's gonna happen here. Um, and I wasn't really nervous at first because we already had some. We already have things in motion. We already have like these indie deals and some other things we're kind of building and creating. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just more like, well, you know, I don't know what's gonna what this is gonna be, but let's see what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So we go to the meeting. Most meetings, from what I've heard from my management and other experienced people, last 20, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, right? Uh, and they're very nebulous. This meeting was an hour and 15 minutes, and it was very clear cut and dry. And uh, Did you it was a great meeting. 45? I didn't freestyle anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't freestyle anything. But it's funny, he asked me all the same questions that you're asking me. A lot of them, uh, uh-huh. which is interesting. But uh, I, we played three songs for him. And one of the songs we played, I will tell you the name, is a song called Invisible Prisons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I worked on this with Justin Furstenfeld from Blue October and my homie Rio from Sound Killers out in Atlanta. Props to Sound Killers, amazing production team. Rio's the shit. 
Um, also, he also worked on like Car- the Carter Four, um, and he, you know, he's doing some work with Jay Z. He did stuff for uh, damn, what's that fool's name? I can't remember the cast name. Anyhow, this fool's dope. Mm-hmm. So, so we did a song together called Invisible Prisons. Um, played that for L.A. Reid. He was like, "This is this is great." And then we stopped. We had the conversation. Tell me about yourself, etc. And then he started singing the melody. Singing the melody. Start singing the melody in the meeting, and we're all just looking at this. Like, what the fuck? Sing the melody, and he's like, uh, "That must be a hit." I'm singing it. Has to be a hit. Turn it back on, Paul. Paul cues it up, plays it, and this fool stands up, starts tapping his foot. He starts moving his knees, and the waist starts moving. Then the hands are in the air. The head's going back and forth, and this he was dancing. Dog. He was dancing in the meeting. You know what I mean? So that was uh, surreal, surreal. So, so yeah, so from the experience, what I learned is hard work, man, like does not stop. And everybody I've worked with um, has told me that, you know, people that are successful platinum selling artists. Once you get to, once you get a deal, once you have that, you still have to push, you know, a thousand times harder than you did before to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, the goal is not um, to get a deal. The goal is to be a phenomenon the goal is to be a superstar the goal is to get to the highest possible level you can internationally mm-hmm. nationally etc like you you know that's th- those are my personal goals um and so uh you know i'm just ready to work a lot harder and do a lot more things with whatever the future holds with me with whoever is the partner supporter for what i'm doing yeah but you do you do rep austin wherever you go Yes, I rep Austin. Oh, Dizzy. <laughs> I'm Austin, Texas, born and raised, fool. ATX. You know what I'm saying? ATX. So, yeah, and, and I love everybody here. Everybody supported. Everybody that's, um, you know, that's downloaded a free song or come out to a show or bought a T-shirt. Um, and I, and those that is the core. That is the heart of what I do. That's the movement. Mm-hmm. And that's the same uh, core people that are going to create longevity for me. You know what I'm saying? Because those people understand and connect at a, at, a, at a deeper level which is this level where i haven't been broadcast to the world you know what i mean like if you think about it i really have really really truly only have been broadcasted to central texas at a at a higher rate than anywhere else mm-hmm. and uh and so this is the first glimpse of what's possible you know what i mean you gonna make it you gonna make it you gonna make it you gonna make it i know I be- <laughs> we believe in you Take us to new heights. Working hard, man. You got to put on the map. But but to, but also the first, you know, in my opinion, the first person to put on the map right now, and and humbled to be, uh, you know, a homie is Gary. Gary. Oh Clark yeah, Jr., Gary. You know Shout out mean? to Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. Met him. Met him a few times. Really cool kid. Yeah. If you don't know who he is or what, do your homework because this yeah. man is popping left and right. I got to see him during South by a few times. Yep. And yeah. I was actually very glad. Somebody told me he came to my feedback party two years ago. Yeah. I had no idea. I was yeah. working so hard. Hey, by, by the way, Gary Clark Jr. was doing the tape, and he came to your party. I'm like, wait, 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 yeah. what, 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 yeah. what? I didn't get to meet him. <laughs> yeah, I got I got drunk my birthday party last year, and uh, and he showed up. And I don't even remember it. How was your South by Southwest? Uh, my South by Southwest was great, man. I only did three shows. Um, one of them got canceled because of the incident that happened. Right. Uh, you know, uh positive energy out to anybody affected by that um but uh but the two shows i had were at capacity uh labels trying to get in labels that couldn't get in 50 people outside trying to get in who couldn't get in so every show that i did the two shows that i did execute were fucking killer Mm -hmm. i almost choked the sound man at the (laughs) official one not gonna lie really yeah there would have been a headless white boy in the the streets But whatever. It's okay. And how about Southwest, man? Shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. I mean, you're shuffling bands left and right. He and lucky that I have no Google Glass to facial identify him. I find that fool. <laughs> <laughs> Google Glass, getting that next week. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Really? No. All Hell right. no. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Cyborg Zilly? No. No, no. I don't want to see that. This ain't Dragon Ball Z, man. You can't walk around with it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, it's time for our little game. Yeah. Instant feedback word association. All right. Come on and give me that instant feedback. Come on and give me that instant, instant feedback. feedback. Come on and give me that instant, instant feedback. feedback. I want to know, want to know, want to know right now. What's the word? So I'm going to give you a name or a word or an expression, and you okay. tell me first thing that pops in your head. I know with your crazy mind and all the freestyles and... All the battles you had. It might you know. just be some regular shit, dog. You might not Dude, be Dude, if impressed. I say blue, you say green, I'm going to be mad at you. No. 
<laughs> okay. It's not going to be that simple. I, no, but I, I don't I, know. I, no, no pressure. I've never been put on the couch before, so who what? knows it's going to come out. <laughs> really? You're not battling me, by the way. You don't have to talk all shit right, about me. I'm right. just giving you a few terms. All right. You, can you do a countdown? Sure. All right. All right. Close your eyes. All right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> X Games. People. People? Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. fine. Come on, dog. You're right, messing I, it up. I'm right, warming right, up. All right, all right. <laughs> Microphone. Of time. Of what? Of time. Microphone of time? It's an old mixtape I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Drink of choice. Bourbon. Really? Yeah. Huh. Whiskey slash bourbon. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, now I know. I need some more rum, but, you know, we can get the bourbon later. All right. <laughs> a little uh, tougher one. Okay. You might, you might take some time on this one. I know you probably get that one a lot. All right. Top five, dead or alive. Type five MCs, dead Top or alive? Top five, dead or alive, yeah. Biggie, Tupac, of course. Um, I should have said no Biggie and Pac, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm all messing right, up my own right, game right, now. Right. Biggie, Pac, Quali, Still. <laughs> Nas, is that four? That's four. And then I'll go with Jay. All right. Uh, next one. Social media. Love it. You all over that? All over it. Really? I love that shit. I went to school for it. That's what you studied? Went to school for advertising. My yeah, focus yeah. was social media. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Digital pimping. You talk to your fans? I talk to anybody. Yeah. I, I love, I love talking to people. Oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> you can run your mouth for hours. <laughs> And if it only takes only four, the only bad things that it, it's only only forty characters. Yeah, yeah. I Otherwise, I send, I send those double tweets, dog. I send a six pack of tweets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, Frankie Knuckles. Frankie who? Knuckles. That's my response. R.I.P. Yes. House, right? Yeah. House, New York. Yeah. yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. That's what's up. Chicago. Yeah. R. I can't say I'm a, like an expert on on that, but. Um, you know, I, I I respect anybody who starts like a whole yeah movement. whole movement absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely so rest in peace all all Nick. the fans out there celebrate him celebrate his music all the things he put out true all true things he helped build all right so yeah we've been talking for fifty five minutes that's cool and now it's time for your plugs whatever you got going on how people can get a hold of you oh word plug time all right go ahead. Get out your outlet and get stenders because I'm about to plug. <laughs> and, and rhyme, please. No, I can't rhyme while I'm plugging, fool. <laughs> Yo, if you want to find any of the music, uh, you can go to zillyraps.com. That's Z-E-A-L-E-R-A-P-Z.com. That'll guide you to all my music, all my social sites, all my music videos. Um, you can also catch me on Twitter. That's at Zilly, Z-E-A-L-E. Or you can find a biracial kid that raps on Facebook, and that's Zilly Raps. Um, so look, look, hit me up there. I'm always on social media. Talk to me. Send me a message. Um, I always post the latest updates on on what's going on with the music or any shows or any free downloads all there. So you can find that there and branch out to the other things I have online. Uh, anything coming up? What is coming up? Uh, I got a secret show coming up. I don't know when this is going to broadcast, but we have a secret show coming up on April 11th. I can't tell you where. I can tell you that we're going to announce the location can you tell me what on it is? Facebook. You can't tell me where. I can't tell, tell you where. It's a secret show. No, tell full. me what it is. What kind oh, of it's show? Oh, it's a secret show. We're going to play a show. Free. You're going to come into the venue, and at midnight, we shut the doors, and we rock out the venue for an hour. Huh. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll, I'll have to keep tabs on that. It's going to be good. Um, well, and, uh, what, do you know when? You can't yeah, say it's the when? 11th. The 11th. Yeah, okay. April 11th here in Austin. I just can't say where. I know where, obviously. No, I know but that. I can't say anywhere. It's a secret. So it's, it's just you or a bunch Shh, of people? Don't tell nobody. Do you have a bunch of <laughs> TBAs on the flyer? Uh, no, I just got a. I got. I, there's one one special guest artist is going to open up. It'll be simple. You know. And, I mean? But you're the you're the big guy. I'm the big guy, dude. Oh. Five foot nine and big. Actually, I'm five foot eight, nine and a half. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying round it to five ten. All right, take out the pumps. He's five eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, By the way, I do have one more story about Charles Gambino. This is funny. Okay, go this for is it. It's funny. Go for I, did, it. I did a show at the Xbox One party during South by with Childish Gambino. It was me, Childish, and, and uh, Run DMT. Shouts to Run DMT. Props to those fools. And uh, and I 
was backstage. I met his manager, Chad, who's who's uh, super cool, and I've been connecting with him, and uh, hopefully I'll be on tour with Gambino at some point here in the next year. That's just a hope. That's not written down. But That's okay. Hope is good. <laughs> we live on hope. That's all we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm plugged in. Um, but uh, so Gambino came out, performed, and when he walked on stage, I was like, damn, that nigga's short. <laughs> Right? And I'm like, yeah, this is okay, whatever, whoever. Watch the show, kills it. So then I walk backstage, um, which is a small backstage area. It's only literally like maybe 11 feet in length and like four feet wide. So we're all bumping shoulders. So I walk by Gambino and I look over to him to the left and I go, damn, that nigga's the same height as me. I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not five, eight or five, you're five, four. Nah, he's like 5'10 too, dog. Uh... He just has some tall ass musicians. I know the trick now. I know the trick. I'm it's, get, to, it's an optical illusion. Luckily, all my players what? in my band are as tall or shorter. Wear pumps, wear a hat, and that will compensate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of new now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So anything else going on you got coming up? Man, Secret just, Show 11th? Yeah, Secret Show on the 11th coming up. Um, and there's definitely going to be some parties that will be I'll be doing, I'm sure. Uh, they're not confirmed yet, but I'm sure with, with Red Bull at X Games. Okay. Um, other than that, though, really the main thing is, you know, the, the new music. Uh, I'm hoping that we have the first single to radio in the summer or end of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a gut feeling that we'll be on tour right at the end of summer. We'll start a tour that um, will carry us through the whole U.S. Cool. So, you know, really just look out for the record and the new music and, and find me online and let's talk. Let's chat. Oh, Instagram. I got some dope-ass pictures, folks. Instagrammy at Zilly. I'll say, I'll say go check out the um, the sonar. Uh, yeah, sonar mixtape. Mixtape, yep. pretty dope. You can listen to the whole thing on SoundCloud. Yep, it's good stuff. You can go if you go directly to sonar.com Click the mixtape link. You'll see it in there. It's one of the ones from a, a last month or something. Uh, download it free. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, on my end, let's let me give you some recommendations for what's coming up this week. Uh, on Thursday. Uh, the Vinyl League's playing at Vinyl. Kind of makes sense. Uh, it's all soul, hip-hop, you know, all, all that dance stuff. Do you nope. want me to do some music behind you? Do, 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 do. Go ahead, Doc. You want me do, to talk do, over do, that? Do, do, right. do, 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 so it's DJ Hexum, Matt Coins, 86, AQ, DJ Auto Pronounce, good stuff. Oh, it's just distracting. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's about the solo, dog. All right, next up on Thursday. <laughs> Let me wrap my show. Uh, on Thursday, uh, also at uh, the Boogie Crew, Austin Boogie Crew is playing a plush with uh, Debo and John Simmons. It's all 80s funk disco. It's only three bucks, man. These guys put put it down. Uh, bring your dancing shoes and your feet will thank you later. Uh-huh. Uh, Friday is first Friday, which means only one thing, body rock. Body Rock? Body Rock. Yeah. Would, uh, of course, Rise Against the Storm, which I had on the show, so go check out that episode. And Chorizo Funk, and they're bringing, uh, bringing um, Flash Gordon Parks from Houston, and they're doing Eric nice. Badu tributes. Oh, shit. They're yes. going to wrap their heads up? Yeah. Back, you going to wrap your so. head up? Well, what hair? Wrap your head. You don't need hair, fool. Oh, shit. <laughs> like wrap your hair. <laughs> All right. It's only, it's only five bucks, man. Body Rock, uh, dope dance party, of course. Uh, go check that out. Saturday is Ring the Alarm with Junior Vibes at Victory Grill. They moved. It's, now it's on Victory Grill, which is on East 11th, I think. Uh, five bucks. Then Mondays, of course, Motown on Mondays at Chicago House. Dig, Chorizo Funk, and I think uh, Gatsby, DJ Gatsby will be there. Nice. And Tuesday, Off the Wall at the W with Bird Peterson, Gogo Garcia. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically, they have a huge, this huge wall of vinyls at the W in the living room. Just go in there, just go through the records and give them, give it to them to play. And it's so much fun. It's uh, it's a, it's a great time. You can bring your own vinyls too, actually. It's pretty dope. And make fun of Bert Peterson because he's a ginger. <laughs> I don't condone that. But okay. <laughs> Also, uh, the group meet thing is still going on. Uh, you can uh, I have the link again, so you can join. Basically, we have about a hundred people in the group meet, and until Nightwire comes out, um, so so you can find out what's going on in real time. Talk to people, ask people where you're going to be, where you want to go, what's happening, what kind of music, and all that. So you can connect with people live uh, with our group meet group until Nightwire comes out, which we're still working on. Uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. Word, you good? You got anything else you want to say? 
Nah, man, just you talk too much. Y'all watch out for back when he's out. Somebody getting pregnant. My name is Ilya. I'm out. That's your that's your outro. We have to redo that. Hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Thank you guys. Thank you, Zilly, for coming, man. Thank you for having me back. It. I appreciate it. Feedback, holding it down. Always trying to. My man. Actually, not trying. We're doing it. Uh, spread the word. Facebook, Twitter. Tell your friends. Tell your people. Tell your mom. I'm sure she'll like it. Uh, comments. I want to know what's what you think about this show. Um, this is episode 16, so there'll be plenty more. I got a long wow. list of people I got to have on it. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, look up the feedback. Uh, so anytime there's a new show, it downloads to your, to your whatever device you have. And that's it. You want to do a little... Uh, What's that? What would I ask you to do right now that would Boys, end this show? I don't know, dude. You're looking at me crazy right now. I know. A little, a little <laughs> freestyle, man. You got a beat? Uh, hold on. Let's see. Yeah. Zilly raps, man. Who is he resembling? Young Pharrell, bob your head like your Timberland. Take the rhyme from a condo to the tenement. Always hold it down, I'm creative and I'm in it, kid. They pay attention cause they need that. I'm here to rock it on the podcast. Feedback, got a feedback cause he need that. Zilly raps, so grab the microphone and smoke it like Cheech and Chong with a weed sack. Cause you need that cannabis, yo, you amateurs. Wanna fuck around, I'm bringing y'all with stamina. Type of dude to grab the mic in front of cameras and handle ya. Turn anabolistic, cannibalistic. They know the deal now. Flow is ill now, the real round, blowing your town down. Still mills and still towns People know the dealio Catch me on your TV screen High definition 1080p Remember me And if you can't then download it on your MP3 The verbal rap attack Attacking MCs like a symphony Plus I got the energy Boy I'm the epitome of any enemy I break your legs like a centipede Whoa Wait a minute pause Relax About to clean the game like Windex and Ajax I guess they want me to So I got to clean it out Antibacterial on MCs from their mouth So I spit it I get it nigga Judge me not a quick this is how I deliver the vicious shit that I be spitting People know the deal cause I get it, I'm scientific And I never fuck around with your alliance, boy I get this Kid twist breaking, microphone shaking Hold it down, wait, um, earth earthquaking Back in California, oh California, I'm in That's five on the Richter scale, about to give you hell I am like magic, if Hitler learned to drop a spell Cause this is how I do it, why you throwing coins into the wishing well Yes, I wish you well, but you missed it, hell Zilly raps, grab the microphone and I leave the court impaled Stab it through ya, hit your back with vocabulary. You never met in an MC who was a dictionary, maybe before, but not in present tense. MCs are effervescent, so I leave them with the lessons. Squilling like confession, kids. That's right, squilling like confession. My name is Illy Raps, and it's perfection. Leaving y'all impressions. This is how I do it with connections. Represent Austin 512, Texas. Not I mean? Uh, not I mean? You didn't record any of that, did you? Did you record it? Uh, I just got blown away. That's what's up, dude. That, that shit was dope, man. Free steezies all day. We had to go underground with the freestyle. You know what I mean? Had to do an old school one. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, on that note, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Ciao.